This is Terminal Talk Model Railroad Podcast, the audio journal of the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad, with your host, Tom Convoy. Welcome, fellow Model Railroaders. This is Tom Convoy, and this is episode 17 of the Terminal Talk Model Railroad Podcast. Good to have you listening along today. Uh, A lot has been going on since the last update back in March. I'm glad to be uh, sitting down and recording another episode. It has been extremely busy, but uh, some progress is being made, at least in the planning phase of the new layout. That's what I'm going to talk about in this episode of the podcast today. So stay tuned. Track planning is probably my favorite aspect of the hobby. And over the last seven months, I've been kicking around a couple of ideas. And let me give you a little background information first, and it'll kind of help you get an idea of what I'm thinking here. My layout space in the new home I have is 11.5 by 11.5 feet, or roughly that. And uh, so I'm looking at a layout that's not going to have a large mainline run. So we're looking at a switching layout. And in particular, I want to have an industrial switching layout. So I've come up with an idea, and I'm calling it the OASIS, which stands for Owensville Agricultural Switching and Industrial Services. And basically what it is, is my town of uh, Owensville, Missouri is a real town, but my railroad is fictional. And the real town is actually a very small Midwestern town. My vision for it with my railroad is an alternate history where the town has grown much larger, and because of that, there's a lot more industry. I really like the agricultural industry business, the type of traffic it generates, so I wanted to include uh, that as well as uh, other type of uh, industry with, you know, some of the old, like, mill-type structures made of brick and mortar. The original plan, version one of Oasis, was based on a track plan by David Barrow on his Domino modules. It's found in the 1996 issue of Model Railroad Planning, and I really liked the track plan and had, uh, uh, you know, modified it to fit the space I had and changed a few things around with the track plan on it. And, uh, you know, kept that plan, looked at it for a while, thought about it, and was going to go ahead with building it, but a couple of things changed my mind. Number one is the room I have, of course, being, you know, roughly 11.5 by 11.5 feet, is uh, not very large, and although the layout would fit very nicely in the room, There wasn't going to be much room to move around, especially when I have a computer desk and workshop tables and some other things in the room that have to stay in here. So I decided that I need to cut back the plan. So that plan was a bit ambitious with the space I have, and uh, I decided to go ahead with uh, another track plan, and it was one that uh, was... um, Back in an older issue of Model Railroader magazine, uh, Bob Hayden designed a plan. I think it was called the Pike City Beltline. I modified the track plan just a little bit and included a passing siding that wasn't included in the original track plan. And you can find a copy of that over on my Tom's Model Railroad scrapbook page. The thing I like about this plan is that it doesn't protrude into the room as much as the uh, domino base layout would. Uh, I'm just going to have one extension that comes out into the room. I've also decided to go with... Uh, an L-girder system benchwork. I originally was going to go ahead and use the uh, dominoes because I really do like those, but the problem with the dominoes is you get quite a few legs uh, with each section of dominoes, and I build my dominoes in four-foot sections. So I've decided to modify an L-girder benchwork where it will be well, for lack of a better term, uh, semi-portable. It would be something that would be easy to take down if I had to move, uh, but it's um, it's not going to be quite as portable as the modules would be if I was doing a domino-based layout. But the advantage to it is, instead of having uh, 10 legs, I'm really only going to have three legs. So that works out really good. So from five pair of legs down to one and a half pair of legs works out great. The top sections that are going to sit on top of the L-girder 
that's an area that I'm still kicking around a few ideas. I thought about using blue foam, but again, I don't need anything lightweight, so that's not really an issue. I just need something that if I have to take the layout down and move, uh, I can remove the sections and do minimal damage to bench work and to scenery. So I'm thinking about going again with a three-quarter inch plywood and building it in three and four foot sections where it's easy to manage, it's still easy to lift out, but it's, it's very durable. And when you set it in place, it'll sit in place or even just use a couple little cleats and a couple screws just to, to, to hold it in place so things don't shift. So a lot to think about there, but in a future episode of the podcast, I'll let you know what I decide. You can find layout updates and structure kit builds and other miscellaneous model railroad uh, hobby stuff at my blog page. And you can find that at otmodelrr.blogspot.com. Time for a layout update. The Rural Grain Dealers layout still exists. It has operated a few months ago, but I have been so busy this past summer and this early fall that I just have not had much time for uh, model railroad related things, except for one thing that I did work on this summer, uh, which I am proud to report is the Gateway NMRA's division meeting they had back in May. They have a kit bashing contest every year and I entered that this year back in May and uh, July started planning it started building it in August and back on September 16th we uh, were to bring back our completed kits and uh, lo and behold uh, totally by surprise I ended up winning first place in the novice division and a little bit about how they do it at the Gateway NMRA their categories are novice and craftsmen uh, those who are entering for the first time or have never won the contest are entered into the novice level. Those that have previously won are entered into the craftsman level. So this was my first time entering any contest, but in particular this one here at the Gateway NMRA, and I won first place, and that was really cool. I was really surprised. There was a lot of nice models there. The great thing about it too was the prize was a $25 gift certificate for first place at a local hobby shop. So that was exciting. That was really cool to have that. Uh, Always love a boost in the hobby budget for sure. And I have to say that the thing I found challenging about the the kit bash uh, wasn't so much the kit or the techniques it was really the time constraint Um, I took a good uh, month and a half really uh, almost two months before I really finalized what I wanted to do and uh, felt a bit rushed but you know self-imposed time limits are so easily broken but this one was one I couldn't change I had to if I wanted to present it and wanted to to show it and to have a chance to win anything uh, I had to have it there the night it was due so um, I was really pleased that I was able to do that I, I do so much better when I have a set deadline that I can't change but it was a great experience and I enjoy the uh, meetings I enjoy meeting the people and look forward to uh, participating in future Uh, division meetings as well as uh, participating in future contests so uh, I want to encourage you if you haven't given the NMRA a try give it a try you know I hear a lot of bad things about NMRA I hear a lot of good things but I have to share my own personal experience so far so good I've really enjoyed it and uh, have met a lot of nice new people I'm hoping that this is going to open some doors for me to expand my ability in the hobby. Just like I said, it's been a neat experience to be able to to get together with uh, guys and gals who enjoy uh, model railroading. Getting back to the uh, rural grain dealers layout, uh, I'm not going to tear it up or get rid of it. I'm 
plan on keeping that as something that I can use when uh, I get stuck on the new layout. Uh, right now, I don't even have the benchwork built. I'm getting ready to start that. Probably, hopefully by Thanksgiving, I'll have the new benchwork in place. But the problem I'm going to have is I'm still on a pretty tight income and a tight hobby budget. So uh, when I get to the phase of laying track, I'm going with microengineering code 83, and I'm not going to be able to buy that all in one big chunk. So uh, it's something that's going to take a little time to save up for to get. Uh, this is where the rural grain dealers layout is going to be really nice to have. So when I get tired of the construction phase of the other one, I can sit down and operate on this one or work on scenery. And the two kits that go with that, the Reagan feed bill and the kit bash I'm doing on the grain elevator, uh, they're still sitting on a shelf. They're still idle. But uh, with colder weather getting ready to move in, I plan on changing uh, that situation and finishing those kits and working on scenery and really highly detailing the rural grain dealer's layout. So I'm hoping to have that finished. And maybe one of these days I'll get to take it to a local train show. Well, the last episode of this podcast was back in March of 2013. That's been almost seven months ago, uh, and it's been a while, and honestly, this has been the first time I've really had to sit down and record something. But for all of you that have been subscribing and downloading the episodes, I just want to say once again, thank you. Uh, I really do appreciate your interest in it. Uh, again, uh, this is not uh, like uh, the other podcasts where I'm doing interviews of other people or having any of that banter between uh, a fellow uh, hobbyist. Um, it's just uh, one guy sharing his experience of building his layout. So, again, it's an audio journal, and that's what I want to stress. But hopefully you'll get something out of it as I share my thoughts. Uh, it's no different than writing a blog or are uh, having a website so it's just an audio form of journaling and I hope you appreciate it and for those of you that are downloading and, are, and regularly have told me you enjoy it um, I just want to say thank you and uh, hope you will continue to listen and and as time permits uh, I will produce more episodes of the podcast so again a big thank you to all who listen and subscribe <laughs>